Now to the story of a forest city that became a ghost city. Forest City is a project in Johor, Malaysia, which was marketed as a 30 square kilometre smart and green futuristic city when it was launched in 2016 by the now troubled Chinese property developer Country Garden. Designed for upper middle class buyers, mostly from China, and with a capacity of around 700,000, Eight years in, it's in massive financial trouble with only 15% of the project built and about 1% occupation rate, making it quite an eerie and desolate place to visit. Forest City is just one example of many ghost cities that have become a haunting symbol of the development failures of China's once booming property market. And the South China Post's Malaysia correspondent, Hadi Azmi, visited Forest City in December last year, and he joins us now on RN to discuss it. Hadi, welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. So, Hadi, what was the vision for Forest City, and what did you find when you went there? Well, yeah, Forest City was launched to uh, much fanfare in 2016. It was uh, supposed to be this massive project, a very ambitious project between Malaysia and Singapore. So it's basically raised from the seas, uh, reclaimed land, um, sitting close to the Singapore uh, border. So the idea is to entice all these um, Chinese buyers to get properties that caters to the you know upswinging market of, of uh, Singapore at oh. a very cheap in Malaysia. But unfortunately, um, right now, it has not lived up to its uh, expectation, its ambition. It is now, is pretty much, as you, as you said just now, it was pretty much a ghost town. Uh, not many people live there. Pretty much abandoned. So what's it like walking around Forest City? <laughs> Did you see many people? Yeah, so I was there in December, which is for Malaysia is uh, well around the world. December is a uh, is a vacation, so supposedly there'll be a lot of people uh, out and about. But I was there on a weekend, and it was practically just me and the environment. It felt very eerie. It rem- <laughs> it reminded me of of how things were during COVID, but even with less people. So I was just walking around the water park, which is the the central attraction of Forest City. It was an empty beach. Um, it was just me and the wild dogs. <laughs> As I approached the beach, uh, I was greeted by statues of seals and other animals just to, you know, give a sense of uh, of life to what would otherwise be a very dead environment. I gather there are signs saying danger, crocodiles, no swimming, and that it's particularly eerie at night. Could you give us a sort of vision of what the big tower blocks look like in the evening? Yeah, so the whole place is filled with uh, apartment complexes that goes up to like 30 uh, stories high. And it's just like a forest of all these apartment buildings. And during the day, you would see that all the plants they planted in for the apartments have overgrown uh, the pots and are creeping up the buildings. It's basically, you know, like a jungle it's living up to its name, Forest City. Uh, but at night, when, once the sun goes down, um, you will only see like maybe two, three, maybe five lights turn on in any building, mm. showing that there's very little people living there. That's a really amazing vision. The residents must be pretty depressed, Hardy. Well, I spoke to a few residents and um, some of them realised they're perfectly aware what they were doing uh, by, by choosing to live there. Uh, most of them are huh. driven by the sheer cheap rental offered there because like you can get a, okay. a, a property for 
about 800 ringgit which is like less than 100 Aussie dollar a lot of them are, are, are people working at the at the shipyard nearby so there's a there's a big port just like 10 minutes away so a lot of them uh, are workers from there so it's not really the kind of clientele that Forest City was aiming when when they started out what do you think the lessons of the Forest City development project are Hardy well <laughs> I guess the one thing that uh, a lot of people were talking to me about was that, like, just because you build something nice doesn't mean that people want to want to come there. Because the place itself is very far from anything. Sure, it's across the water from Singapore, but you know, to get to Singapore, you still have to cross the proper um, border bridge, which is like, which on a good day could take you up to an hour because of the traffic. So it's not really, you know, convenient to go to Singapore. And on the Malaysia side. To the nearest city is half an hour, so practically there's not much uh, for you to do there. Sounds like the reverse of the old adage, build it and they will come. Hardy, could you tell us a little bit about the history of the Forest City project in terms of how the Malaysian government has treated the project? Yeah, so Forest City has been in news since almost a decade now. So it is part of... um, a project under former Prime Minister Najib Razak basically to revitalize the whole area of the southern uh, Malaysian Peninsula, which is neighboring to Singapore, because uh, Malaysia realized that there's a lot of potential of uh, growth there from the outflow of, of, of Singapore. So, one of the key projects was Forest City. It was uh, first mooted in uh, 2015 and started out, it was launched officially in 2016. Basically, it's a joint venture between Malaysia and China, 50-50 state on both sides. The project has been contentious in Malaysia politically because the project targeted Chinese investors, Chinese home buyers, not so much the local property buyers. So on the political side, it was seen as um, as the government of the day was selling Malaysian land to, to Chinese uh, buyers, which did not sit well with uh, a lot of voters and it became a very uh, potent uh, election campaign material, particularly in the in the 2018 election, which saw Prime Minister Najib Razak losing power, aside from all the other scandals involving him. And yet <laughs> yeah. you write that there is hope that tax and visa incentives and possibly a high-speed rail connection might attract investors back. Does Forest City have new backers what's happening with it financially yeah so the malaysia government is putting incentive to to get the project uh, you know uh, back up and running so one of the recent incentives was the visa free travel for chinese uh, tourists which coincide with the 50 years anniversary of malaysia having diplomatic relations with china and um, so far we we haven't been able to see any concrete result of that yet um, this is still a very new policy so in time we may, maybe see if it has any impact on, on forest city but on the other end yes the government is looking into building a high speed rail connecting Kuala Lumpur to Singapore and the, the current Malaysia king he is trying to get the railway to cross forest city maybe have a station there to provide incentive for the growth of the place we will wait and see whether it amounts to anything. 
Yes, indeed. And there are an increasing number of stories of Chinese investment projects, some part of the Belt and Road Initiative in Malaysia, but also in other places that seem to be going awry. What has been the success rate of these sort of mega projects from Chinese investors in Malaysia? Honestly, it's not quite clear what the, the rate is because like, there is no clear list of what actually is a Bell and Road project mm. that is in, in Malaysia. So basically, the idea is any Chinese project is assumed to be part of the BRI. But for Malaysia, the one of the biggest projects that is going through right now is a railway connecting our peninsula east coast to the west coast. That one is pretty much underway. There was a bunch of delays, but that one is mostly related to Malaysia's uh, political instability. But that one seems to be uh, going well. Otherwise, uh, there's a lot of projects on, on the coast, a lot of uh, land reclamation projects for the new townships and all that. Yeah, mostly are Chinese funded. As far as, you know, whether these projects are doing well or not, uh, it's not clear. We don't have the data for that. Well, Hadi, I'm not sure that I've got Forest City on my tourist to-do list after this conversation. Were you tempted to invest in any property while you were there? <laughs> well, now I don't think anybody is uh, looking at Forest City for their vacation. But <laughs> give it a few more years, maybe the fortune would change again for the, the place. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Some optimism for Forest City. Hadi Azmi, thank you so much for joining us on Sunday Extra. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And Hadi is the Malaysia correspondent for the South China Morning Post. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.